Chapter 9 It was very telling of his state of mind, Izuku mused, when waking up so sick from fear that he had to puke was viewed with relief, because at least it happened before he ate breakfast. It was nothing that mouthwash and a thorough brushing couldn't erase, at least. He'd stopped biting his tongue over a month ago, after it had become too painful to brush his teeth, and all his meals started tasting coppery. As far as he could tell, there was no permanent damage, which was the best that he could hope for. He'd layered on a plethora of clips once again, a chunk of his allowance having gone into buying ones of different shapes and sizes. The gentle weight that pulled at his curls was blissfully grounding, until the thought occurred that he might be violating some sort of school dress code with his accessories. The notion of parting with them was too painful to consider until it became a necessity, so he just allowed dread to well in his gut on the transition to school. He checked the weather forecast on his phone while walking up to the main entrance, intent on not getting caught unawares by poor weather in the future. The rain was a nightmare to walk in. The sound of raindrops colliding with concrete, so alike to hissing static, that it made him nauseous. But the forecast was clear, and the sky was empty, and he hadn't been expelled, so everything was going to be... Hey, Deku! Izuku froze as two opposite stimulants collided with one another in his brain, thought process reeling as a kind, bubbly voice sprouted the poisonous nickname meant only to torment him. His gears ground together for an excruciating moment before clicking into place, and he jerked his head up to meet a soulful brown gaze. He remained frozen until the kind girl bounced up to him, her smile sunny and oblivious. I was getting super worried you weren't going to show up. Why are... Why were you waiting for me? Izuku's gaze darted back and forth, and he couldn't imagine such a sweet girl had planned to corner him. But the possibility was still there. Maybe she hated him after what he did during the exam. I wanted to make sure you were okay. You didn't show up for the rest of the assessment, and Mr. Ayazawa was really tight-lipped about what happened. Oh, I'm totally sorry. I just realized I haven't even introduced myself yet. I'm Ochaku Uraraka, and you're... Deku Midoriya, right? The honeyed edge of her smile was blinding, and completely at odds with that horrible nickname that still made him flinch on reaction. It, it's... Izuku, actually. Deku is... Kachan's nickname for me. It's what he calls me to make fun of me. He winced the moment the words left him, so dour and gloomy and mood-killing. Uraraka's eyes widened in shock, remorse splitting across her face. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry! I had no idea! I just heard it because Bakugo was yelling about you when the assessment ended. That's a shame. It's a really cute nickname. I'd really rather you not call me that, if that's okay, he murmured, most of his focus taken up by trying to figure out how the heck he was supposed to talk to someone that didn't want to make fun of him and wasn't an authority figure. But, but, um, thank you for your concern. My hand was only cut up a little. Mr. Ayazawa just pulled me out because there was some stuff wrong on my registration forms, and it was convenient timing to clear it up. The lie wasn't as painful as he had expected perhaps because it originated from someone else. But the earnest belief on Uraraka's face still sent a pang through his chest. Oh, that's a relief. Everyone was really worried after your grip tester exploded. That was your quirk, right? It's like strength enhancement? Izuku twitched, his inconsistent smile turning wire tight. S something like that, yeah. 
It's kind of complicated, and we'll be late for class if we don't hurry. Yeah, you're probably right about that, Uraraka agreed easily. So easy. No second guessing, no painful deliberation over what words were correct, and turned to bounce back towards the main entrance. We can talk more at lunch. I spoke with Ida and Kirishima after class yesterday, and they're both super nice, so I'm sure they won't mind if you sit with us. Uh, oh, uh, sure. It was overwhelming, the thought of not only having people willing to speak with him, but welcoming him to sit with them. He couldn't even remember eating a meal with someone that wasn't his mother. Maybe Kachan, before everything had crumbled into ashes and embers. I I'm- that's really nice of you. Th thank you. Uraraka's answering smile was something he yearned for, an expression of pure and genuine joy that he could barely imagine adorning his own face. Come on, let's go. I can't wait to meet the rest of our teachers. She took his hand with soft, gentle fingers and tugged him along, shoes clapping against the stoneworks underfoot. And Izuku figured her gravity quirk was almost redundant, because the way she pulled him in with her demeanor alone was absolutely cosmic. The first couple periods passed in an almost pleasant haze, startlingly mundane classes that didn't require too much of Midoriya's focus. It was easy to handle numbers and grammar, because they didn't require any thought beyond simple solutions. Of course, his anxiety spiked back into overdrive, he was pretty sure that was the only available setting, when lunch period rolled around. The bustling cafeteria proved to be incredibly difficult to navigate for someone who couldn't bear the thought of speaking up or forcibly moving someone out of their way. As a result, Izuku had pretty much stranded himself among a sea of bodies, while desperately searching for the table he had been invited to sit at. His lacking height did him no favors, and he almost resigned himself to just squirreling away to a table by himself, and apologizing profusely later, when a loud, boisterous voice called out his name. He snapped towards the source of the noise, catching sight of a boy with fiery red hair and a shark-toothed grin, standing halfway up in his seat and waving an arm through the air. It had to have been Kirishima. The theory solidified when Ida stood up from the seat opposite him, making stiff arm motions and calling for Kirishima to sit properly. Izuku heaved a sigh of relief, and had just started reconsidering his life choices when he made it into earshot because the gravity of the situation had started dawning on him. Hey, hey you guys, he called out, his voice carrying just far enough to be heard. Considering he was only four steps away from the table, it wasn't much of a feat to be proud of. He balked under the force of Kirishima's toothy grin, bright and friendly in a completely different way than Uraraka's had been. Hey, Midoriya, good to see you still got all your fingers. Kirishima gestured to the empty seat beside him, and Izuku very carefully sat down, stiff as a board. We were all pretty worried after what happened. You seemed pretty freaked out when it did, but Uraraka cleared it all up for us. Yes, we are pleased to see you have made a full recovery, Ida chimed in, his tone a lot friendlier than Izuku had heard it before, although maybe that was because he'd previously only heard Ida when he was lecturing someone. Uh, oh, mm. That's good. Izuku desperately clawed for something to say, unable to process such a cheerful and bombastic attitude being directed at him. His eyes flickered desperately over Kirishima's face, before he simply blurted the first coherent thing that came into his head. I- I really like your hair. How do you get it to stay up like that? 
There was a moment of silence where Izuku simply stared with wide eyes, the fingers of mortification crawling up his face, before Kirishima laughed aloud. Compositionally speaking, it wasn't much different than the other laughs Izuku had heard from teenage boys of a similar disposition, but the brightness leaking out made his chest constrict with an emotion he couldn't name. Thanks, man! I basically just attack it with hair gel until it stops fighting back. You know, I was actually kind of curious about your dude, too. What's up with the clips? Izuku's heart skipped a beat. Had he read the situation wrong? Was Kirishima mocking him? He didn't know. Hadn't had anyone mention his accessories in so long without it being cruel and derisive. I, 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 just, the, the, I mean, I, mm. Hey, hey, slow down, man. Don't think I'm trying to rip on your style or anything. Kirishima soothed his expression still open and friendly, and Izuku was pretty sure it would be weird if he cried because of it, but the urge was hitting him really strong. Yeah, I think they look super cute. Uraraka's pleasant lilt round around him with pure sincerity and good cheer, his heart tearing in multiple directions. It certainly lends you a unique presence, very bold, Ida commented, gesturing widely with a pair of chopsticks, and utterly unaware of the eruptions in Izuku's chest cavity. I was just curious about him, Kirishima continued, before the lunchroom became a flood zone due to a downpour of tears. I wanted to know if they were, like, a pride thing or something, but I wasn't sure if that was weird to ask. Izuku blinked momentarily, thrown for a loop. A pride thing? Was that a thing people did? Pride was such a foreign concept that he couldn't be 100%, but he was pretty sure pride things were constituted by adornments like medals or owning expensive cars and sunglasses. Hiroshima winced, and somehow even that was so friendly that Izuku half wondered if he'd walked into a mirror dimension on accident. Yeah, you know, like, a gay pride thing? All the colors just kind of put the idea in my head, and I'm totally cool with it if it is. I just wanted to know. Izuku's face burned like a kerosene lamp, his embarrassment physically pulling his hands to splay over his face. Uraraka giggled sympathetically and he could vaguely hear Ida lecturing Hiroshima about how presumptuous of a question that was. You know, some people are very sensitive about matters of that nature. In a weird way, it was relieving, because it afforded him enough time to formulate a response that wouldn't just be flustered stuttering. No, no, it's not mm, that. Uh, not that I have a problem with th that stuff. It's just that these are, it makes me f feel better to wear them, is all. Izuku had to choke down a whimper when Kirishima beamed at him, bright as the morning sun, and reached out with bold friendliness to ruffle the nest of green curls that weren't held down by clips. Well, they totally suit you, man, and it's pretty damn manly of you to wear them without caring about what other people think. Izuku sat in a daze as the conversation switched gears, turning to speculations of coursework and jabs at their teachers, and he dared to wonder if he'd simply died and ended up in heaven by mistake. The first few minutes of hero studies were met with a buzz of excitement among Class 1A, whispers and rumors traveling across the room in an ebb and flow of conversation. Izuku had taken to doodling in one of his notebooks that wasn't dedicated to quirk research in an attempt to steady his nerves, but his shaking hands made every drawing come out wobbly. The sound of the classroom door being flung open ripped a gasp out of him and every eye in the room turned towards it. Boom! I am here, opening the door to educate you all like a hero! 
All Might's booming cadence was loud enough to rattle the doorframe. The bulky hero frog-stepping through the door in a manner that allowed him to strike several poses per step. The latent excitement in the room erupted in a sea of exclamations, further bolstered by the number one hero's choice of Silver Age costume. Oh man, All Might really is a teacher here! This hero's gonna be so crazy, I can't wait! Oh my god, is that the outfit he wore when he fought Madame Mercury? That's so 90s! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to your most important class here at UA High. Here you will learn the basic foundations of heroism, the building blocks of every great hero. All Might struck a pose that made his triceps bulge, his grin bolted in place, and today we'll leap in headfirst with some two-on-two battles. An explosion of noise answered him, and he laughed, deep and rumbling. But before we can get to the good stuff, we have to look the part, don't we? He pulled a remote out of somewhere. Izuku knew for a fact that the uniform didn't have any pockets, and activated it. Twenty steel containers hissing and parting from a classroom wall. Time to suit up, future heroes! When you're all kitted out, meet me at training ground beta. Izuku ducked down to avoid the mad scramble of students looking to retrieve their uniforms, his own excitement ebbing at the thought of his costume. It had been a bit short notice, considering he'd long ago trashed his original costume ideas, all derivatives of All Might, once he'd learned about his quirk. Hopefully the sketch he'd come up with would be enough to suit him, and it wouldn't look too stupid. He waited for an ebb in bodies before he quickly retrieved his own uniform, rushing out of the classroom to avoid being left behind. It was time to dive in head first and wrest control of his quirk into his own grasp. Izuku nervously crept through the tunnel leading to the testing grounds, pulling at the edges of his costume. At least they'd gotten his measurements right and had taken all of his requests into mind. Unobstructed mouth, wide color palette, breathable and easily removed. He stepped out into the glare of sunlight, absolutely stunned by the sight of his fellow classmates, shining and heroic. And so... so... Now that's what I'm talking about! You, young ladies and gentlemen, are the physical embodiment of young heroes to be. Let your costumes be a mark of identity, the symbol of your justice. Wear them proudly and let them say, I am here! All Might thrust a fist into the air, his smile a monument, and he was met with cheers of exuberance from the majority of the class. Izuku let the words wash over him, a comforting notion that had no chance of ever truly sinking in. He shuffled up to the back of the class, the motion catching Uraraka's eye. Oh my gosh, Izuku! You look so cool! That costume is totally not what I expected. I wish mine suited me that well. Izuku flushed, partially from the sight of Uraraka's form-fitting and absolutely suiting costume, and partially because he was unable to handle compliments. Y you really think it looks okay? He peered down self-consciously, picking at the fabric again. His costume was fairly simple, and that he had few accessories or articles worn over the base outfit. The material was soft and breathable, thick enough to feel protective, and thickened further at key impact points, like his knees and elbows. He was done up in bricks of numerous colors, vibrant enough to stand out, but muted enough to not be an eyesore. Dark red lines marked up and down the torso, a series of hard angles that kept his other colors separated. His sleeves and pant legs were bricked halfway down, before transitioning into soft whirls of airbrushed color, 
bleeding together until they disappeared into his bulky shoes and a pair of sturdy white gloves. He had numerous zippers located at his wrists, elbows, shoulders, knees, and neck so that each section could be easily removed. A belt was looped around his waist, designed to easily be snapped off and used as a restraining tool. His protective mask was an opaque white and left his mouth open to the air, swooping black lines like the edges of a smile curling up at the sides. It fit snugly over the fabric covering his neck and jawline, held in place by a clasp on the back of his head. The same red lines trailed up his neck and bled into the false grin. The mask cut off just above his cheekbones. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of a painting at an art museum or something. Totally abstract. Izuku wasn't sure if those were the qualities people looked for in a hero costume, but Uraraka's sincerity still made his chest tight and his eyes burn. He opened his mouth to compliment her outfit, to somehow describe how cosmic and compelling her mere presence was without sounding stupid. Now that we're all ready and raring to go, let's get this thing rolling! All Might's voice cut through the air, immediately grabbing the attention of the assembled students. Ida immediately raised his hand, the motion impossibly smooth and quick, even in his suit of armor. Sir, considering the fact that this is the same testing grounds where the entrance exams were held, does this mean that this will be an urban combat situation? Not quite, young man. While the majority of villain battles broadcast on television happen outsides, they are quite uncommon compared to indoor battles. The truly intelligent criminals don't put themselves out in the open so easily. For this exercise, I'll be dividing you all up into teams of two, and pitting you against one another in the roles of heroes and villains. All Might pulled a folded piece of paper out of his costume sleeve, and began glancing down at it intently. Here's the scenario we've cooked up for you all. A pair of villains have been reported as having a stolen nuclear weapon in their possession. The heroes, tasked with quelling the threat, must head indoors and neutralize the danger. The heroes will be victorious if they either retrieve the weapon or subdue the villains. On the flip side, the villains will prevail if they defend their payload until the time runs out, or they take out the heroes. Now, in the interest of saving time, we'll be deciding teams by drawing names. All Might produced a top hat, as if from thin air showing that the inside was filled with paper strips. From this hat! Ida's hand shot up like a missile, his voice ringing out from inside his helmet. Sir, isn't there a more professional manner in which we can choose teams? In the heat of battle, heroes rarely get a choice in who they team up with. They have to improvise on the spot, because villains won't wait for them to pick someone they synergize with. Izuku mumbled out loud, freezing up when a few heads turned to look at him. I... I mean... Mm. Hmm, I suppose that makes sense, Ida mused, before his voice straightened out into an iron bar of surety. Yes, this is a wonderful way of simulating the chaotic nature of hero work. Excuse my interruption. All Might immediately waved him off. Don't worry about it. Now let's get started. The sight of Izuku's name up in the air next to Uraraka's was so startling that he couldn't even respond when Uraraka expressed her delight. He fidgeted with the end of one of his gloves, the material suddenly stifling. The fear of hurting her burned hot and dark in his chest, a sizzling lump that siphoned the breath from his lungs. He... there was still so much about his quirk that he didn't understand. He could barely control it, could barely use it at all without being left sick and distant. He'd just avoid using it except as a last resort, and if he did use it, he wouldn't cause any physical harm, 
no matter what. It would all be fine, and it didn't even matter if he lost, because it was just a training exercise, and failure was a learning experience, right? It wouldn't hurt to let Uraraka down, but hopefully she wouldn't hate him if he did. And if that wasn't the case, well, it wasn't like he'd never been friendless before. Izuku watched with glassy eyes, as All Might thrust two hands into the air, each one clutching a ball, marked by a team's letter. The last thing he heard, before his senses turned to white noise, was the hero's voice booming with finality. First to fight are Ida and Bakugo, versus Uraraka and Midoriya.